It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. Have you ever experienced what it's like to be a customer of your own business? Do you really understand the pain a customer goes through when their vehicle is in your shop? Today on the program, my friend Ryan Coonley shares what happened when he took a vehicle into the dealer for service and the lessons that he learned. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. So I'm here with Ryan Coonley from East End Automotive Service in where in Pennsylvania? Coatesville. Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Ryan, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you are welcome. It, it is all me. My pleasure, not yours. So Ryan has been with ATI almost three years. And Ryan started out as a mechanic, uh, decided that's not good enough for him, and he got a little stupid and decided to own a business, yeah? That's right. A little stroke. A little mini stroke there. And uh, rented a place for about two and a half years until uh, his racing buddy's wife whispered to him, hey, buy my place. So he did in 2011. Is that true? Correct. So Ryan is going to share some interesting things with us today. But before he does, he told me a story about a customer that uh, he inherited when he bought his business in 2011 that I'm going to ask him to share with us right now. So, Ryan, take us away. All right. Yeah, thank you. Um, this particular customer, uh, we had made some changes. Uh, we had joined ATI and made a few changes, particularly implementing a, uh, uh, a charge for shop supplies and he took exception to this because he had been a customer of the previous owner for 20-some years and had never been charged those before. Um, so he wanted an explanation. He was pretty upset. So I let him be upset. I let him yell at me for a little while, and I took it. And I explained to him why we do what we do and uh, tried to ease him. And basically at the end of the conversation, he said, so it's my decision whether I come back or not. And I said, well, of course it is. It's your decision, but we really have appreciated you being uh, staying on and being a customer. Um, if there's anything we can do, please feel free. And so I sent him a thank you letter. There is something you can do. Take off the shop supplies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't an option. <laughs> right? we, we're not allowed to discount. Good move. You learn quick. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so I sent him a thank you note anyway. And uh, he lives in the neighborhood. He's close. So every time I would go for a run, I'd run by his house. He'd be out on his porch, and I'd wave hello. I'd see him in a grocery store and say hello. Um, anyone I knew that knew him, I'd say, you know, I haven't seen Mr. Smith in quite some time. Would you make sure to tell him that we all say, from everyone from East End Auto says hello? And uh, after a couple months, he started coming back around. And we continued to try to kill him with kindness and do the things to try to make him feel good, the thank you cards, wash his car after the service, um, and just give him good prompt service, but to continue to charge correctly. And uh, unfortunately, after after a few months, um, his cancer returned, and uh, 
towards the end of his towards the end of his life, I was driving past his house and uh, I saw him out on his porch. So I stopped in and went up and sat on the porch with him. And he looked at me and he he said through through watery eyes said uh, that no one had ever treated him that way. And he said, I understand business is business and forget about the price and all that. No one's ever sent me a thank you note for for anything business related. And I really appreciate that. And I know you'll take care of my wife when I'm gone. And I know you'll take care of my kids and make sure their cars and their vehicles are okay. And uh, so both of us uh, were definitely a bit teary, but it was, it was really kind of an aha moment for me to know that what I'm doing with our customer service is the right way because I can't compete with price on some people. We're not the cheapest place in town, but I can compete and beat people on customer service. And uh, so that's what I really have been trying to focus on here recently um, with our shop and get a lot of good ideas from ATI and other ATI members as well. I got to ask you a question. Sure. That thank you note you sent him, mm-hmm. what did it look like? Meaning, was this print out of our computer or was it done some way, somewhat differently? Yeah, I handwrite him and I just thanked him for the dialogue right. and you know, I apologized that he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied or he wasn't happy, but I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to him about it and that if there's anything else we can do, we're here. So what I gathered from this story is that you don't just say you care about customers. You show it. We try. We really and do. There is no question in my mind that 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 has made a huge difference for your business. Uh, I, I'm crying just listening to you tell the story right now. Yeah. Where's the tissues? <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate. It. I hope and I hope the people listening uh, are getting something out of that because a lot of them don't do thank you call, or thank you notes. Mm. Uh, takes time, takes effort. Oh my God, handwrite the thank you note. Are you kidding me? But the truth is, and I don't know if you, did you ever do thank you notes before without the handwriting and just do basic stuff? No, we just kind of didn't do anything. Well, I'm glad you went full bore and did it right because, you know, while there's a lot of good products out there that help with with CRM, the one thing I always tell my clients is the thank you notes should be sent by you. Absolutely. And I always try to sign them, um, not necessarily from me, but thank you from the team here at East End Automotive. And also, too, let let me say, Jeff, that... A couple things. If I can do this, anybody can do this because I only know I this can stuff to that. <laughs> because I've screwed up so much. Okay, and also too, a lot of this stuff comes from my wife and comes from my service advisor telling me I should do this stuff because, unlike me, they actually have a soul. So like, they have nice ideas to do things. Sometimes I don't think of that. I'm mm. not a real. Uh, I forget birthdays and I forget Valentine's Day and I forget anniversaries. So. Um, it's, I really have to focus on doing this and write down things when I see something or hear something that sounds like a good idea for customer service, I have to write it down so that I don't forget it. You do realize that's not a Ryan thing. That might be a yeah, guy that, That's thing. a gender thing. Yeah, it's, it might be. <laughs> there's no question about it. It might I, be. Um, I definitely resemble a lot of those remarks for sure. sure. So some of the things, um, the more I try to implement customer service things, the more I notice it around. So um, I was 
of visiting my parents. They don't live far from me. They live in an over 55 community. And I was pulling in and they had this new sign up and it said, of course you can park here. And it was in front of their clubhouse where the pool is. And I stopped and I took a picture of it. I said, that is so cool. And as soon as I got back to my shop, I took down this stupid old sign that says, don't park in front of the bay door. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Parking is limited, and I don't care if a customer parks in front of the bay door. If that's the only spot and that's convenient for them, park in front of the bay door. We can mm-hmm. move cars. They have mm-hmm. wheels. So um, things like that that I start noticing around um, really ha- has been a help. And I try to steal some ideas from other people in other places and implement them for us. Um, you know, our philosophy, I kind of came up with this uh, maybe a year or so ago, kind of our tagline is that we love our customers, we love cars, and we love our customers' cars. And that kind of wraps it up. So anything we can do to help any of those is a, is a bonus. Um, so, you know, taking down the signs that say, don't park here, mm-hmm. and putting one up that says, of course you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that I always tried to make excuses for why I couldn't do it, I just started trying to do. Um, washing every car after a service. At first I was like, well, you know, people wouldn't really appreciate that or who cares? Well, there's a car wash 100 yards down the street and it's really not that big a deal for me to take it down there and run it through and get it washed Mm -hmm. and people absolutely love it because people want a clean car but they don't have time to do it themselves. So if I can spend five minutes and do it for it, they really appreciate it. Um, So you save me 10 bucks and time. Mm Mm-hmm and I can get all that done with you, and your service might seem a little bit more expensive, but when I think about it, what value does that price bring me? Because I don't have to get that car washed, and I don't have to take my own time to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people miss that message. Sure. That's a good one. And something else that we've been doing with uh, with great success, I think, is um, loaner cars. So I looked at purchasing our own loaner cars, and I really was on the fence about what to do. And finally, what we decided that would work best for us is use an enterprise. There's an enterprise right across the street. I wanted to do this for a couple reasons. Number one, um, the liability um, of having loaner cars. I just didn't really want to deal with it. Also, the maintenance, everything else that goes along with it. Another thing, if someone brings in their 2014 Lexus, I really don't want to put them in a 95 Saturn, you know, or whatever our loaner car might be at the time. I can, this way, through Enterprise, put them in the same or better car. I don't have to worry about it. Send it on their way. And we pay for it. And that really helps the customer in the fact that transportation is their biggest issue a lot of times. So if it's a single mom or you know a busy dad, they don't have time sometimes to sit around and wait or get a friend to drop them off. Or maybe they're new in the area and don't know anyone that can pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, just take a, take a rental. We'll get you a brand new rental from Enterprise. No problem. You go on your way. We'll see you later. And, you know, when you call them and tell them it needs $1,400 of repair and maintenance, that goes over a lot easier mm-hmm. when they just drove a brand new car to work that they're not paying for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on the front end, I say, oh, my gosh, well, that's $25 I have to pay. But on the back end, the customer's happy. They tell all their friends, and they say yes. So... Um, it's you ever kinda, do the math on what it costs to buy a new customer? It's a lot more than $25. <laughs> a lot more than $25. And what do you get when they come in and when you buy them in the way that we're talking about through a postcard? True. A, a cheap oil change and then what? So, right. 
Yeah, that's a great marketing strategy. So Ryan, let me ask you something. You sure. you told me that you got a lot of these ideas you're sharing with me through something that you recently did, and I, I don't want to spill the beans. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell everybody. But before you tell that, I want to I just want to point something out that you know new ideas come from all different places. You said steal them. Yes. I, I re- affectionately refer to them as swipe and deploy S and D which you may remember from class, but we can't be closed to new ideas. We need to always be looking, and you are a good example of somebody that always is always has their brain open and their eyes open to all these great ideas, which is why I think what you're about to share with everybody is so valuable. So go ahead, tell them what you did. Sure. Well, first let me say that I do love change. I love when other people change. So sometimes for me, it's a little difficult, but I know how valuable it is. So I, I am working on it, uh, but it is very important. So yeah, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to do is do a dealership visit, kind of a, a covert operation, if you will. So I went uh, to a high-end dealer, um, an acquaintance of mine works there, and uh, it was really, really interesting, and it was fun. and. I went with a couple intentions. I wanted to see what they did to set them apart and then to see what ideas I can take and make my own. And really going there, I was expecting to see stuff that I would never be able to replicate. You know, this is supposed to be the best of the best. So I I went in and looked around and the, the dealership is nice and it's clean and it's well lit. And it's obviously bigger than my shop, but a lot of the things there keeping it clean and well lit, I can do that. Um, the, the reception area for the service, they pull up and get out and greet them and they have a concierge. And although I might not be able to have a concierge on staff, my service advisors sure could be the concierge mm-hmm. and treat them well. Um, the waiting room was nice and clean. It wasn't over the top. They had a nice cappuccino machine. They had a phone charger in there, which you know, that was a light bulb moment. I mean, how stupid am I that I didn't think to have a phone charger in my waiting room? That's, now that I have that, that thing gets so much use because people are always on their device so they need to plug in. So for $100, I have something that's invaluable. Well, they had one of those. That's a great, great thing I can take. They had snacks and a TV and comfortable seating. Well, I think just about any independent shop can do that. So um, their service area, um, in, in the bays themselves, same thing, very nice and, and clean, but nothing extravagant. I mean, it's just lifts, right? And mm-hmm. a clean floor and things put where they're supposed to be. So that's easy enough to do. Um, you know, from from there, they wash every car. And like you we were talked about that, before, right? right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's something that, you know, you're talking about an expensive car. But people really appreciate a free $5 car wash. Again, sometimes they just don't have the time to do it. Um, So uh, some of the other things there that that I took away, I was able to uh, get a glimpse into some of the CSI reports and what some of the customers' major complaints were. I don't think I saw any that had anything to do with price. Almost all the major complaints were I was not communicated with. I wish someone would have called me sooner. I had to call at five o'clock to find out. Um, 
you know, that was the main, that was the main thing was the lack of communication. So, you know, here we are again, I think sometimes we get so fixated on price and we're so worried about price, but these people aren't complaining about price. They're complaining about, I just need to know how I'm picking my kids up from daycare or am I taking this loaner home or coming back there or what's, you know, I just need to plan my day. So if they would have done a 10 and two phone call, not only would they have satisfied the customer, but they probably would have got more service work. What, what's a 10 and two phone call? Oh, I think you know, Jeff. Well, I do, but tell them. <laughs> I hope I hope everybody does. Well, at 10 o'clock, uh, especially for a drop-off customer, um, you call and just confirm that, hey, listen, we got your vehicle. Um, confirm what the appointment is for and tell them they will be, we will be updating you as soon as we look at the vehicle and, uh, and address um, any areas of concern with it. So then at 2 o'clock, that's either an update phone call or uh, it's all done. We're ready for you to come pick it up. Um, so what does this do, though, for the business? Well, a couple things. It it helps so that the customer can plan their day, mm-hmm. but it also helps to uh, schedule the flow of the vehicles, and it also prevents the customer from just showing up when you're not ready. Um, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Sure, I'm going to be one of those shops out there listening going, I don't have time for that because... <laughs> You're out there, okay? What would you say to them? I would say that it it has eased so many tensions. It is just made things run so much smoother, having 10 and 2 phone calls. Does it change the incoming phone calls? Absolutely. What changes? Instead of people calling being upset or on edge or why haven't you called me, it, it turns it around. and They don't call at all, do they? Not really. And also, too, a lot of times the 10 o'clock phone calls... You call it, and they're like, oh, okay, thanks for right. just letting me know you got my keys. But then they hang up, and I think they're thinking, oh, wow, I've never really had that happen before. That's kind of nice. And so instead of wondering. They're not wanting. Exactly. Right. That's that rotten banana that George sure. talks and, about, right? And, you know, some people, and I'm a car guy. I, I like my car. Some people, you know, it's like their child. They want to make sure that the car is there and safe, and you got the keys, and everything is okay. So that puts some people's mind at ease. Um, it's just like walking into walking into wherever. When I was checking into my hotel yesterday, I walk in, and like the person behind the counter doesn't even make eye contact with you. They keep doing whatever they're doing. So you stand there for 15 seconds, and it's like, uh, hello, am I mm-hmm. invisible, or what's going on? Whereas if they just make eye contact, say, oh, hello, I'll be right with you. Oh, okay, yes, I'm in the right spot. I, I am supposed to be here. You acknowledge me. Well, it's the same thing with a 10 o'clock phone call. I acknowledge that I got your car. We know what we're doing. And uh, we'll let you know shortly as soon as we check it out and have any findings. It's surprising to me how little of the shops out there do something so simple as just calling and saying, I've got your keys. And they work through that part of the sales process they missed because it was a night drop. Mm-hmm. It's so important, and I'm so glad you brought that up because hopefully at least one or two people listening will take heed to that. Sure. So um, I got I to gotta ask you one other thing. So I know there's more you want to share here, but we had some musical interlude there. Uh, thank you to our sound guy. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned the car wash, and we were, we were looking at some of these, these CSI reports you had mentioned, and I remember reading through some of those and hearing 
how some people, while grateful for the car wash, mm -hmm. the car wash itself was, we'll say, subpar. Sure. And what impact that had on them? Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Some people, it seems that they said, essentially, if you're going to do something, why don't you just why isn't it right? And I said, it's not even about the $10 car wash. It's the fact that one of the reasons I come here is because you say you do it, but then you either didn't do it or you didn't do it right. So, um, you know, certainly just in all aspects of life and business, if you do something, do it right. But also, I set the precedence of we're washing cars. We're locked in. We have to wash all of them now. But it's a good thing. And you know what? Let's just do it right, and people appreciate it. And, you know, it really isn't even about the money. It's not even about the 5 or $10 wash. It's the fact of you said you're going to do something, please do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, So swirling the dirt around the windshield isn't really washing cars. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that usually doesn't go over real well. And with communication, I just got to ask another one. I, mm -hmm. It blew me away when I read those reports. That Remember, guys, this is a dealership. They were talking about. They're supposed to have built the car as far as the consumer is right. concerned, right? And they would say things like, we called and left a message and no one called us back. We called again and no one called us back. We showed up and no one knew what was going on. I mean, this this is our competition. And this is this high-end dealer that you were at. And your impression from the outside probably was, wow, sure. until you got into the inner workings of it. And by the way, how did you get your hands on these CSIs? Oh, I have a, a friend, an acquaintance. Who, yeah. who works at the yeah. at the dealership? Okay, yeah. well, that, that's good. Now I yeah. know why you picked that place. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I'm, I'm asking these questions because I want everybody to know that just because from the outside looking in, you think something, whatever it is, you got this, this, this image of what's really going on, until you get in there and really experience it, you don't know. Absolutely. And if it is what you think it is, you better up your game. And if it isn't what you think it is... You need to know that too. Mm -hmm. And I think part of customer service too, and maybe the part I struggle with the most, is when there is an issue to deal with it. And that is hard for me because I don't like to hear that I didn't do something right. But when a customer says, you know what, I love you, I've been coming to you for years, but I really wasn't happy with that, making it right and fixing it, sometimes we have to swallow our pride, but that can save the customer and save a relationship. Um, so a lot of times when a customer says, when they come in and they're mad or nervous or agitated or whatever it is, a lot of times they're just saying, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need help. And if I get angry back at them and kick them out, well, that didn't do anybody any good. But if I say, you know what, I really apologize. You know what? Leave the car here. I'm getting you a loaner. Here's a $25 gift card to the restaurant down the street. Go get dinner. We'll get it taken care of, and we'll call you tomorrow. And everything we're going to make everything right. I don't like it. I lose sleep over it sometimes. But you know what? In the end, they come back, and sometimes that makes a lifelong customer. Did you ever customer. had that, that scenario actually flip on you, meaning that what, it would have been very easy to blow them off and say, you know, whatever, you're the problem, and kick them out? Sure. How many people are they going to tell? A lot. And the opposite is also true. If you turn them around and make them, as you said, a customer for life, right. how many people are they going to tell? And what, what, what could have been a negative review or negative referral source becomes a very positive referral source. How sure. often have you seen that happen? Absolutely. It certainly can. I'm and sure everybody listening has had that happen. Sure. I mean, to the fact of having someone literally on their deathbed tell you that 
no one's ever done something like that for them before. I mean, that that speaks volumes to me and helps keep me going when uh, I want to just say, oh, it'll be fine, or yeah. don't wash this car. Well, you never know what kind of difference it can make. And I think sometimes, too, being creative with things um, to reach customers. Um, one quick example for you. I have a, a customer who, for whatever reason, is a Tennessee Titans fan. You know, he's from my area in Pennsylvania. We're supposed to be Eagles fans. But for whatever reason, he's a Tennessee Titans fan. Loves them. And uh, and so this this gentleman, he's all about them. I mean, he's, he even bought his new car, the, the blue, Tennessee Titans blue. <laughs> and it turns out a friend of mine uh, who I've played, uh, played softball with used to play for the Tennessee Titans. And so all of a sudden one day, after years, a light bulb goes off. And so I said to this friend of mine, will you do me a favor and sign up picture of you when you played sign it and make it out to to this uh, customer of mine so he did and I got it and I gave it to my customer oh, he was absolutely over the moon for it and it really didn't cost me anything or take any time but he was so thrilled and had it framed and put it in his trophy room and uh, you know to just kind of go outside the box and take good notes on what customers like you can kind of connect those dots and make that connection that hopefully endears them to you forever as a customer. I, you know, we never talked about this. This is an amazing story. When did this happen? Um, probably about six months ago, I guess. You know, it's the same story as the guy who was dying. Yeah. You know, you're, you pay attention to these things. Do you, you said notes. Do you document this in your repair orders? I mean, he's a Tennessee Titans fan. Does it actually say that somewhere? Um, you know, that's a good question. In the in my memory bank, it certainly is. And uh, well, we you know, my, we learned how much you remember. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my uh, my my service advisor is is really good at uh, personal skills and remembering people as well. And I know he has been making notes on this on this kind of stuff as well. That's incredible. And, uh, it. You know, it certainly helps with the business, but it helps with the personal side. And I, I like people. I like talking to people. And couldn't I, tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it really is something that gives me satisfaction of owning my own business. Is I get that opportunity to meet really interesting people. That personal touch, though those those little notes, th- those little things like the Titans thing. That is what makes the difference. That's what sets your business apart from everybody else in your area. And, it, you know, I, I don't know what to say except, wow, well, it's just think, incredible. Again, what I'll go back to the fact that if I can do it, anybody can do it, really. And I think it's however it looks in your business, you can do it. And just try. I mean, have someone that can support you to do it, to remind you, whoever that is in your shop. Um, and just follow through with it, make notes, and, and practice. So if we were going to wrap this up, because mm-hmm. I see it's time, uh, and I think you, you articulated this story well enough. This was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, tell me, you know, if you were to give him one piece of advice as we say goodbye, what would you want him to take away from this? Well, I, I would say that, um, and I think I've stole a couple of these from you, but I have a list. I have four things that I keep above my desk so that I look at it every day. And it's when a customer leaves, they should, should feel better than when they arrived. Uh, when customers, customers should feel valued as a person and the customer. And the customer should feel 
that the, they were well informed and the process was comfortable and transparent and that people don't know what they are missing until they experience it. So those are the things that I look at every day and try to remember. Even when things get a little troubled or I'm a little stressed, I try to look at these and remember that those, that's why I'm in business. Cool. Ryan, you rock, man. I learned from the best. <laughs> Uh-oh, they're going to think we're you know, doing something we shouldn't be doing together in this little room here. But thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. Jeff, uh, thank you for asking me. It was awesome. Boy, Ryan sure laid a lot of information on us today. Uh, it's amazing what you can get done in 30 minutes. And I'm going to encourage everyone listening here that if you're in the car today listening, make sure you pull over and listen to this when you can write this down. Don't make this the only time you listen. Do it at your desk and take notes. So that said, here are my notes. He told us a few stories. Uh, one about how he inherited a customer that, that ultimately passed away and, and what he did to, to stay in touch and, and make sure that customer knew he cared. He told another story about the signature he got for a customer of his who's a Tennessee Titans fan from a friend of his who was an ex-Titans player. He also talked about when he noticed a sign that said, of course you can park here. These are all examples of paying attention to the details and making those details important. To me, that's the lesson in this, is that we try not to, to ignore anything and we change the filter in, in what we see. And we try to look peripherally to things that are around us that most of us would miss. They go right over our head. Not Ryan. He catches them all. I would also remind you of the four points he made at the end. Um, I'm not going to repeat them, but they were excellent. And uh, I'm glad he made them. And I want you to think about the shop visit that uh, clearly had an impact on you know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that uh, you really have not been, probably ever, or if you have, it's been a long time, a customer of your own business. Think about that. We think we can provide a service to our customers not really understanding what it is they go through when their vehicle's there. The only way to really do that is to be a customer. And the story he told about what he experienced when he took his car to the dealer allowed him to feel some of that pain, allowed him to see those challenges, allowed him to take what was good from that experience and move it into his business and take what was challenging from that business and make sure that not only does it not show up in his business, but if it is there, he makes it go away. A good example would be, if we're going to wash a car, do it right or don't do it at all. I'd like to leave you with one more thing. Be kind, because everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. I'm referring that to the story he talked about with his dying customer. And I want you to think to yourself, what do you do to make your customer experience convenient? And what do you do to make your customer experience friendly? You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and you feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing 
podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.